UFC 269 was a real shocker. Let's autopsy this thing and see if it got cooked through. The UFC's biggest non-congregated T-Mobile arena saw 14 fights, 5 KO TKOs, 4 subs, 5 decisions, for a cage time of 2 hours, 6 minutes, 52 seconds. It was a 50-50 night at Bet Online. 7 favorites and 7 dogs won. Juliana Pena a plus 650. That's one of the 4 biggest upsets in UFC title fight history. Plus 3,500 at BetOnline.ag that she'd get a second round sub. Massive payday. Pena landed 74 significant strikes in the second round, more than any entire fight in Nunez's career. It's also her first submission loss since her pro debut in 2008. Charlie Olive's on a 10-fight tear. He has the most finishes, submissions, performance bonuses, and overall bonuses in UFC history. Dustin Poirier spent 63% of his two undisputed title fights getting controlled and was subbed by RNC in both. Jeff Neal won despite being outstruck, earning him our Good For You award. Kaikara France has two straight first-round KO TKOs for performance bonuses. The Sugar Show has outlanded his UFC opponent 600 to 241 in significant strikes. And Dom Cruz won for the first time in his career after being knocked down, earning him our Chumba Wumba Award. But the stats can only tell us so much. Let's dive deeper. What up, guys? Jason here to talk the before and after of the event. And to start things off lightly, who could forget Cruz's comments about DC? When it comes to DC, you know, I, I usually mute it. I I like I love DC. He's my friend, but to me, from my experience, he doesn't do the homework. He he wants to get in and out, get the job done. Can I tell you something right now, as an honest as a friend, please. It was wrong of you to say what you said this morning. So I'm wrong. Accountability is love, DC. Well, he got a little bit more positive after the fight, saying it was a few things that led to that. So I didn't eat or drink. When you were asking me, when you guys asked me questions for like four days, three days, you know, the, the truth is like, I love Daniel Cormier. He is my brother. So if you make a headline, make sure you say Dominic Cruz needs the whole team. Maybe he went a bit overboard blaming the media for everything he said, though. I will say this, though. Media did you dirty, not me. So you think they misquoted what you said? Yeah, because I didn't. they didn't put any of the loving stuff I said, did they? What did he want the media to say? He's friends with them? That's not news. Everybody already knows that. I mean, that's literally one of the reasons it's so shocking. On top of that, he also said that everybody made up quotes about Keith Peterson. It's like, wh- who said I took a stab at Keith Peterson? You did. I didn't. So I'm not mad at you, but I'm saying that's how things get twisted up in this world. My experience of him was smelling like he had been out all night the night before, like cigarettes and alcohol. So, and he could not make eye contact with me. I have never in 25 fights had a referee that could not make eye contact with me before a fight. And I know it sounds like I'm shitting on Cruz. He's legitimately one of my favorite fighters. I just think it's silly what he said. I mean, just look at my tweets after his fight. Also, despite all the heat prior to the fight with Garbrandt, we saw O'Malley saying incredibly respectful things about him as well as Cruz. Dominic Cruz is a, a, is a living legend and he's still fighting right now. You know, Cody's also, you know, a legend in, in his own right. And, and I'm not going to sit up here and say anything negative about him. He's probably going to have a rough couple days, couple weeks, whatever it's going to be. Nothing really to say about it. But the thing that everybody wants to talk about is the absolutely stunning upset that Pena earned over Amanda Nunes. No one could forget all the arguing at the pre-fight press conference. When she beat Misha, she said that she would fight me and she didn't. She let Ronald at the line. So all right, let me jump in the middle of this. Uh, who's got the next question? And there's a bit of a mixed bag here on a lot of these things. On one end, there's pretty much zero doubt that she deserved to fight Nunes following UFC 200 when Nunes won the title and Pena just beat the last person to finish her in Kat Zingano. 
So by then, she was a tough winner, four-fight win streak. Unfortunately, though, this is the old press conference format of everyone being on stage at once, so there was only a brief moment that Pena was even asked a question at the very end. I beat everybody that they put in front of me in the UFC octagon on the Ultimate Fighter, which was the most grueling mentally and physically uh, tournament that there is, in my opinion. Um, and now I've won 4-0 and in the UFC, real UFC octagon. I don't know what else I have to do, you know? I just beat the girl who beat both the champion and the champion's opponent. Whatever, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever UFC put in the line, I'm going to take it. She even said before that fight with Kat Zanganu that it was a title or nothing. I've been told that when Ronda snaps her magic fingers that she'll jump ahead of me, and if that's the case, then I'm benching myself. I'm benching myself. What does that mean? It means that I'm not going to fight till I get a title shot. And that continued all the way till March of this year when it really heated up. Amanda Nunes will absolutely not fight me. And the frustration that I've been dealing with for years over this is getting to the point where I'm ready to punch a hole through the wall. BS that we cannot get this fight signed and we cannot get this fight done. It's years of them trying to tarnish my name, but you weren't tarnishing Megan Anderson's at, with a record of two and two when you were fighting her. But she did in fact have a couple of losses that Ariel pressed her on. The devil's advocate, what do you say to the people who say, wait, Juliana, you're two and two in your last four fights. Why do you deserve this? If I'm not the fight to make, then who else is? So when you review this, you can understand why she felt she got robbed of a title shot five years ago in favor of Ronda Rousey in stardom, but at the same time, being two and two, she didn't stand out as much to be an obvious challenge. You, you, you picked a can, and you've been continuing to pick cans. Everybody that you pick has already lost and been You never So her saying Amanda was crushing cans doesn't really have any merit. The interesting thing was, though, she did say Amanda would gas out. She's going to gas, you know, so it's, it's it's a it's a terrible matchup for her. She knows it. I know it. And in, in a five round fight, it comes down to who's in better shape. And, you, you know, Juliana trained her ass off of this fight. So the obvious question is the rematch next. Do you, if she wants a rematch, do you think she is deserving given how long she was on top? Yes. Definitely, if she wants to do a rematch, we can do a rematch. So whatever they want to do, we'll talk about that later. I just want to enjoy the moment right now. This was also an opportunity for Dana to take a shot at Darren Ravel, infamously saying that Nunes winning the belt was so bad for the UFC. Dipshit Darren Ravel. Let me tell you what, if Amanda Nunes had won tonight, the Kayla Harrison fight would be one of the biggest fights that you would have ever seen. Stay out of our business, dipshit. No word on Kayla Harrison definitively signing yet, though. We're talking. As for the main event, it's hard not to be heartbroken for Dustin when you look into his past. Uh, I mean, I've tried, I've been in boot camp and juvenile detentions and programs and all this stuff that's supposed to help you. And, and I mean, that didn't help, you know. This is a picture of me right when I started training. I was probably about 200 pounds in that picture. Big transformation. Even here after his first UFC loss. It's a big hit to me, man. Like, this is my life, you know. I'm gonna grow from this and uh, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna win, no doubt about it. Either I'm gonna win or I'm gonna die in the cage. One of the two is gonna happen. But considering his journey as well, that's just as much reason to be happy for Charles. Charles também fez questão de apresentar a casa simples onde morava em Vicente de Carvalho. Tem um mangue lá nos fundos, a gente foi pegar um caranguejo lá, eu fui hoje lá e peguei um pouquinho aí. It's interesting to look back at what Oliver said about how long he's been training when we go back to the night Dustin fought Connor, which was the second time this year at UFC 264. They told my manager that probably I'm going to fight in December, so I'm already training for that to fight in December. He was asked over and over about quitting, all these things that fighters kept saying about him, his cardio, 
But I think he had a really great answer for it in the buildup. How is it possible that people say something like this to someone that once was discredited by the doctors and said that basically you're not even going to be able to play soccer and now I'm a champion fighting. I mean, it's people got nothing to say. I'm the champion. I have this belt. I'm going to keep defending it. I don't care what people say. I'm going to do me. Classy as always and just as passionate as ever, Dustin faced the media and also talked charity. Me and the, uh, the Good Fight Foundation would donate $20,000 to this, his city in Brazil and put the money to wherever they think it needs to be and continue to try to do good and that's it. Be a better person every day. As for who is next, looks like we already know that one unless something radically changes. I saw, uh, saw a competitor tonight. I saw a dog. And I can't wait to break his face. Anyhow, thanks guys. That's it for me. On to the rest. So with all that said and the bulk of the body in the bag, let's look at some eyewitness accounts. And holy hell, what witnesses we were to one of the most incredible underdog championship victories of all time. As you can imagine, the floodgates have opened with fighters congratulating Juliana Pena, Misha Tate and her best Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. Chris Cyborg chiming in, congrats Juliana Pena. And while celebrating the title win was important for the new champ, she took to Twitter to celebrate another win as well. Find you Amanda looks at you the way at Zac Efron looked at me last night. One of the few not celebrating on Saturday was free agent Kayla Harrison, who turned her back on the aftermath whilst others jumped for joy. Of course, defending champion Charlie Olives closed out the show, breaking records and causing stirs amongst the lightweight division as all the usual suspects lined up. From Stockton, how Connor let DP fuck him up hella times, he sucks. To which the Notorious replied, you lanky string of piss, he got lumped around and got lucky twice. That's it. Is what it is. Embarrassing night for him, alright. That closed guard game, what the fuck was that? Wow, shocking. All good. Happy sat night, horse yup ya. It's proper 12 day tomorrow, 12-12, new Patty's day. What the fuck is horse yup ya? But he wasn't finished there, posting an array of pictures that saw him, quote, owning the town. Brazil are the champs. Incredible. I remember Brazil. And a wild Michael Chandler appeared, commenting off the back of Charlie win looking for a big payday now that Dustin's lost. Why would the biggest name in the sport come back and fight a guy who quit over a guy who is the second most electrifying guy in the division? Hashtag analyst fail, hashtag UFC 269. However, the rightful man in line also made a brief online appearance simply hashtagging next UFC 269 can't wait. Now that we've examined the card, it's time for a final analysis. That co-main event was an all-time shocker. You can count on a single hand the upsets that are on the same level as Juliana Pena dethroning a man to Nunes. Wearing the champ down in a firefight in the second round, there are very few legacies more solid than Amanda Nunes's. To beat her like she did, it's still unbelievable. Now the question becomes, can she do it again? A monumental task and one of the biggest rematches in UFC history. And how about Charles Oliveira? I think some felt that his win over Michael Chandler was a bit fluky. After all, he was nearly finished. And with Habib's absence, I certainly don't think the belt was getting respect either, but such a massive win over Dustin Poirier really helps to solidify that belt and this champion. Given his insane all-time stats and the collection of wins he's putting together, Charlie Olives might go from career journeyman to Hall of Famer. An insane night all around, one of the best cards of the year. What a way to close out 2021. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.